0: Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 48.
1: So Brooke, 2016 has been quite a big year for both of us um you (laughs) understatement (laughs) hashtag understatement (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, so you started a business with your husband you've got two books coming out one very soon and one in september next year my family finally moved into the house we had been building for two years um and i released two books so, and yeah, and mixed into those little highlights have been some serious lows and frustrations and other, you know, other highs. And so you and I agreed that since today is our last show for the year, this might be a good opportunity to reflect on the year just gone. Mm-hmm. So I have stolen a framework that was provided by Busy B, who's in Carly and my Straight and Curly group on Facebook. And she blogs at BetterThanBusy.com, and yes we're going to use her framework to do our reflection but first of all can you believe it's december and <laughs> you know, like what what just happened
0: i seriously cannot believe it's december like this year and i know it's like it's the thing that you say as you get older and stuff but <laughs> i swear this year has been faster than every other year that i've ever had in my whole life <laughs> you know i was thinking about it before and i used to have like, weeks or days that dragged in life, you know, that I'm like, how is it only yep. 10 a.m.? How is it only Monday? And I know. <laughs> this year, like, that has just not happened, not even once. <laughs> and that's, like, that's not a bad thing. I'm quite grateful for it. You know, I feel really engaged and, you know, connected and, and kind of energised, but it has been fast. This year has been fast. Has it felt the same for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, the last, oh, God, however many years have felt fast I reckon like I can't yeah I can't remember the last time I was like wow time's really dragging isn't it like <laughs> how is it only January you know it's just, 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 just that just doesn't happen anymore or like you know I remember like back in the day of like oh like we've made it to Wednesday it's hump day and like, what even is that? I know. Like, I get to Wednesday and I'm like, God damn it, it's Wednesday. What, like, what just happened? Slow down <laughs> week. And the only, um, the only logical reason I can think for all of this is that you and I are having too much fun because mm-hmm. time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. So, yeah, that's my theory. And I'm sticking to I'm it. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> because I think it's easy for people to go, oh, if life's, you know, life's just passing you by. And I do sometimes get caught up in that, like, oh my God, life is passing me by kind of thing. But then I go, hang on a minute, if time's flying, you must be enjoying something about it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, as long as life's not just taking you for a ride. And I have to admit that go back, you know, five or six years, it did feel like I was like on this ride that I was not in any control of and... Yeah, I was just being taken wherever life yes. felt if like taking me. Yeah. But now, yeah, I feel much more like I feel much more intentional about how I spend my days and I feel much more in control of I might still feel like I'm on a roller coaster, but I feel like that I've got a steering wheel now, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. <laughs> <It> <laughs> does. Don't overthink the analogy, but it makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Forget the fact that roller coasters do not need steering no, wheels. And they're on tracks. <laughs> and and they just go it's with fine. me.
0: <laughs> Not this roller coaster, this is a different kind of roller coaster. it's a self-driving roller coaster <laughs> no, but i I agree like five or six I'm writing about this at the moment for my second book, but I was just a like a passenger. I was just existing in life, mm. and I think because there was this complete lack in engagement and presence and you know connection with anything time time really felt like mud you know i felt physically and mentally like i was dragging myself through mud every single day and now there's just this freedom and this lightness that wasn't there and you know what i work harder now uh than i than i did then in terms of like the hours that i sit at my computer and the hours that i'm creating things and stuff like that but i have much more i have so much more energy and so much more engagement with what i'm doing and i think that that while it has gone fast i don't i don't worry about the fact that it's gone fast, other than it's just, just gone quick, that's all. But, you know, I don't feel concerned about that. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's just a, a, a kind of a byproduct of, yes, having this year, if I think of anything, there's probably been too many good things. <laughs> but, like there's been lots of projects and stuff, you know, all of which have been really positive things. And I think if anything, it's probably just been too many of them. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see how, Time feels like it's it's. I've changed the way I experience it in the last couple of years. So, yeah, it's interesting. But no, I still can't believe it's December. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, I um, as in my role as flowing solo editor, I had to, like a couple of weeks ago, create a folder that was like two thousand and seventeen January, <laughs> and I was just like, what. January 2017 but but it's exciting and it's funny because um I don't know about you but like a lot of people have like just gone whoa 2016 that's going to be the year like we all look back on in history and go like what just happened mm-hmm. that year because it's, it's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world the we the world has also lost a lot of beautiful artists Mm. this year and so yeah there seems to be this general malaise around 2016 and people don't kind of I get the feeling people are like can't wait to shut the door on it and I I don't feel like that like it's been a year of like I've had and I will reflect on this shortly but for me the year has been there's been a lot of lows, a particularly emotional mm. bandwidth. It's been very tapped out, um, a few things going on in my life. But despite all of that, you know, there's still been heaps of good stuff. As And I kind of just feel like, isn't this every year now? Like every year is. Lots of good stuff, lots of not so good stuff. But what comes out in the wash is unless you've lost someone very, very close to you or experienced some kind of horrible tragedy – um, outside of those things happening, yeah, I just feel like every year now is—it's got us good stuff, it's got its bad stuff, but at the end of the day, it's mostly good, right? Yeah,
0: I'm—I'm I'm in a—I don't know. I'm still reflecting on this. I think, but in my like in my life personally, and you know, with work and stuff like that, it's been a great year. It started out hmm. January one. Ben decided that he was going to quit his job, and we we're going to start our our company together so it's literally started out you (laughs) know making these huge positive wonderful changes and that's all gone incredibly well for us like we've worked really hard at it and there's been some uh you know some challenges that go along with that I think anyone who's self-employed would would understand that but then in globally (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this year I feel like this year has been a (sighs) tough one I really do and I've I've probably been more impacted by global events than any other year, than any other mm. year recently. For me, uh, I used to be like a news, a news um, junkie, like pre-kids. And when big mm. m- events kind of unfolded, they would affect me. But that hadn't been the case for a long time. This year, I don't know. I'm still unpacking my, my, uh, my thoughts on it. But it's been a, a tough mm. one, a challenging one for. How, um, the world that I thought. <laughs> Do we uh, want to Yeah, go no, I don't. Yeah. But I don't. Um, it's just been, it's been challenging. It has been, uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I, I feel about it. But I absolutely get where you're coming from because I think that is just life in general. I think there's been a, a few big things this year that have impacted maybe more people, like volume-wise, more than than normal. But
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a weird one. It's been a good one. It has been. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't want to go. In- too deep into this because I don't want to start a thing, but I do want to say I was quite shocked at how deeply unsettled I felt by the results of the US election mm. and how that made me feel as a woman and I know um, I've had you know I kind of sent out an emotional email to my list the next day kind of titled what just happened <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really interesting the responses I got to that email only 12 unsubscribes which I thought was pretty good okay. um, but it was interesting because I kind of just went I, I I dialed it down to gender, and I I did say in the email I know it's not all about gender. I know there is something deeper going on. I know it's the same thing that drove Brexit that has driven yep. this in the states. But I did feel deeply, deeply rocked as a woman about what happened. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm still a little bit. You know, I've read everything there is to read about it, and I I've kind of settled somewhere not 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 a happy place about about yeah. it but yeah it did rock me and i know it did rock a lot of women who, who i'm friends with in a similar way and yeah. it's funny because i know a lot of our, my new us readers kind of went look what well, you guys don't know what's going on over here in australia like and and i was like well you'd be surprised mm. <laughs> you know we've covered this election almost as you know deeply as as the you know we cover one of our own elections so yeah, cuz it cuz it has such a had such a big impact potential impact and we're still seeing we're still to see what that's going to be but yeah, it was um I was really deeply disturbed by it and I still am deeply disturbed by it and unpacking it a little bit but yeah, I was quite shocked I was r- really surprised at my reaction at mm. just how much it kind of rocked my world. I think a lot of people Given feel I don't that. live there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people like a lot of Australians at least you know, who I've spoken with about it feel the same way. You know, we've always kind of paid attention. And I think that's the thing. Maybe American listeners kind of operate at a parallel. They're like, well, we don't – like, who's your prime minister? Do you have a president? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, not, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't impact America the same way that American politics impacts Australia. That's right. You know? And I think I think that's probably why maybe people were surprised that we paid that much attention or, or knew that much about it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's certainly been a year of <laughs> – um questioning I think for me there's been a lot of questioning and questioning a lot like inputs and outputs and assumptions and uh know the people that we that we surround ourselves with and you know what that does to our view of the world and Mm -hmm. uh yeah I think the
1: echo chamber that we live in and what this is what social media has done hasn't it It has created a little bit of an echo chamber oh yeah our belief systems are it just and we just can't even though deep down we know that everyone doesn't think like us
0: but when you're surrounded by people who have similar kind of worldviews and that's of our own making but we kind of still equate it with the world at large and I think that's why there were so many people so shocked by by not only what happened in America but with and with Brexit and you know like a lot of shifts that we've seen globally over the the last 12 months and I think it's Yeah, it's really interesting, and I my hope is like I'm I'm taking like a really (laughs) a tentative (laughs) optimism into 2017 because people are having conversations that perhaps they wouldn't have had. I don't know. That's me trying. That's me doing my best to make a positive out of what's what's happening because I'm seeing like a lot of hurt and a lot of fear and stuff. But I am seeing people have conversations about things like the echo chamber of you know, of social media and then mainstream media and, and all of that kind of stuff. And people hopefully coming into it with more curiosity into the world at large, you know, and, and more yeah. questioning rather than just assuming that, that fact things presented as facts are in, in fact fact.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and being, I think, learning discernment yeah, as well. I like, think, like, I think what thing. this is, is doing, yeah, I think this is forcing us to both look outside our little circles of influence where it's very nice and comfortable because everyone believes the same things that we do and and have an understanding of how the perfectly reasonable person that we like across the road can have these views that are so diametrically opposite to ours but yet still be a nice person and that's quite jarring because it's easy to label people who are not like us like they're stupid and they're not self-aware and they're not socially aware and they're not socially progressive and actually it's that's not true and yes, that's what I found is exactly as you said. I actually am with you in feeling a tiny little seed of optimism that perhaps, you know, it's kind of the wake up that the whole world needed to just take a step back and go, right, there's there's something going on here that we need to pay attention to. And yeah, I, some good good will come of it. It may not come immediately. Mm-hmm. And we might have to fight through a bit of, rubbish to get there, but ultimately good does come of all these things. It's just the path to get that good might not be that fun. I think the so. other
0: thing that I'm, I am genuinely optimistic about is that if people, I think some people feel either failed by the system, like I'm not just talking mm. about the political system, but yeah. the system at large Yeah, and it's not representative of, of them or, you know, their values and instead of getting... lethargic or apathetic about it people like what can I do like what can I personally do and I'm seeing things just like and really anecdotal things but I'm starting to see people talk more about causes that are important to them for example or they're starting to raise funds for a charity that they really align with uh you know and people have taken it as almost an opportunity to start doing rather than just thinking and that that has nothing to do with like political affiliations at all it's just got to do with taking ownership of our beliefs and doing something about them and with them which i really do find i don't know um like it's like, I, I don't know i feel uplifted by it in like, a very tentative way but you know i, I don't know it's just yeah. really nice to see um to see people taking action because they're like well that system is is not doing what I feel like it needs to do. What can I do?
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think
0: that. I mean, obviously, you know that that that's my passion. Like that's my philosophy. We can all make massive changes in our own lives or in our communities or whatever by taking small actions every day. And I love that mm. people are starting to do that in you know in different ways. So.
1: Yeah, and I'm seeing it just even in tiny little things like you know someone says something offhand on Facebook, and instead of you know people letting that go through the keeper, like they'll just very gently say, you know what. When you say something like that, it's reflective of this. Like mm. someone said an offhand comment about the fact that um, a, guy, a, a guy who I'm friends with on Facebook made a very offhand comment about, you know, if Hillary was more trustworthy, she would have won the election. if mm-hmm. She'd just been a bit more trustworthy. And I was like, well, be that as it may... The fact is, if people are judging her on untrustworthiness and then they're looking at Trump and going, hey, he's heaps more trustworthy than she is, now you're getting an understanding of just how much higher a woman has to sit on any level, whether we're talking trustworthiness, whether we're talking skill, whether we're talking you know, positive works that they do for the community. Like for a woman to beat a man in something... She has to be so much work at such an operate at such a higher level and so and you and I, and he, and then we had a good conversation around that like I wasn't having a go at him, I just said, you know, just that little throwaway comment that you've made there like the, a lot of people think that, and now I just need you to understand that when you say that, what you're illustrating is this, and I'm seeing a lot of people having these gentle conversations mm. on social media, and I think that that's a good sign like the thing is we can only educate the people that we are friends with who are willing to engage with us at that level and not get defensive and angry when we do that. And so I could only have that conversation with that person because I knew he would take it in the spirit intended. And yeah, it was just interesting. And I'm just seeing more of that, more, more people kind of, whereas in the past I would have been like, whatever. Yeah. I'll let that go through to yeah. the Yeah. <laughs> So, and I just think it's just the tiny little things that you just plant little seeds here and there, and people plant. Similarly, people plant seeds with you as well. Lots of people have planted seeds with me and changed the way that I see look at certain things over the course of this year. That, yeah, because before, I'll admit, I would, I for a lot of this election thought. What kind of idiot votes for this guy? Like mm. he's made it very clear what kind of person he is, How could you vote for him? But you know, I've read enough articles now to understand the mindset and understand that just because you voted for Trump doesn't mean that you're a racist bigot. Yeah, you know, you know you will you have overlooked his you know <laughs> obvious foibles for because you want something else. and it's yeah, you're not voting in racism and bigotry, which is what I was kind of like, this is what you've done. You know, yeah, you're going in it something with something yeah. else. Yeah. So, yes, interesting times. Very but anyway, we should probably <laughs> we that was probably- us not
0: talking about it, by the way. <laughs>
1: yes. Oops. <laughs> Please don't send us hate mail. We, we like, we, yeah. Hopefully, we just show that we, yeah. We were just a little bit rocked by the election. We did, we did follow it quite closely, but we are very open-minded about what's happened, and yeah. More so now, certainly for me, than I was when the election result first happened. Mm. <sighs> anyway, so <laughs> on to Busy Bee's very excellent reflections on the year questions.
0: These are great questions, by the way. She's, it's they a fantastic are. resource. I think um, we'll put a link in the show notes for it because I think if you're doing or have never done but kind of keen to do a year in review, this would be super worth your time. Um, it is it's, yes. it's a really
1: good framework I really like it because yeah I've always often wanted to do them but never I, like all the questions felt a little bit trite but mm. I really really like these questions so the first kind of section that she covers is you know what worked for you in 2016 so Brooke what did you enjoy and who did you enjoy spending time with I assume they kind of go hand in hand
0: they, they do and I'm I mean, I enjoyed like a great deal about this year, but uh, I think the first thing that really came to mind was my work. From the beginning of this year, we've been self-employed. So on the first of January, um, Ben decided to quit his job, and you know we built something from that point onwards, really. And as a result, he and I have been working together all year, and people are a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. They're kind of like, really, really, you enjoy working together? (laughs) We genuinely do enjoy working together. They have been days. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But 95% of the time working alongside Ben has been nothing but positive. He and I have really complementary but quite different sets of skills and strengths. And I think we're both content to let each other, you know, own them. And I think that has helped a lot that, you know, we can, we can kind of hang out together all day, almost every single day, and get stuff done and, and not kind of rip into each other too, too <laughs> regularly. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I was trying to think kind of why work was the first thing that I, I came up with in terms of what, what did I love about 2016, and I think, I think like, over the course of this podcast – this year it's been sort of increasingly obvious that i'm starting to I come into some confidence or something like something that i've never really been able to articulate before like some self-confidence or some value in in what i do and i think that a lot of that is tied to work because for the first time in a long time i feel seen and validated and i don't know part of something that was that's that's beyond kind of my own my own sort of plans and half-baked ideas and little bits and pieces, you know, and I, I feel like it's – I don't know, there was something more concrete in it and I found a lot of contentment in that and, and happiness and energy and, yeah, vitality. So it's been a really genuinely loved – work
1: this year which I have to yeah I have to chime in here and kind of just confirm that I really feel you are a completely different person (laughs) now (laughs) compared to the start of the year Mm. just in terms of how and you know because I can tell from having you know I talk to you just about every week and the confidence and self-worth that emanates from you is completely Different to what was there at the start of the year. And it's just such a cool thing to see because I just think it's, it, you know, being a of bit woo, but it's kind of like you found your place where both you have a healthy respect for your own abilities in that space, but you also know that others also have a healthy respect for what you do as well. Mm. So that's, it's a really nice, sweet spot in life. So it's not that it's not challenging and it's not that it's easy. It's just like, this is a... It's almost a place of mastery, like, which I know yeah. you would never use no. that word <laughs> to describe yourself, but yeah, there's, there's a mastery there that, yeah, it's not just you knowing that you have this mastery, it's other people to, and it's interesting, and I don't want to take this conversation off on a huge tangent, but, and maybe it's worth us talking about this in another podcast, because it's easy for people to go, you need to have confidence in your own abilities and that's true, but we do need to know that other people have respect for our abilities as well. Yes. That's really crucial to feeling like we've mastered something. Don't you agree?
0: I, I definitely agree. And,
1: yeah, I think that's it.
0: Sort of being visible and, and people asking for my opinion and genuinely listening to it when I give it to them. And, you know, working alongside Ben, who I, I admire and respect and love, like and, and for him to defer to me with, things and to like want my input or or, you know say well this is your area of expertise you run with it has just been
1: I don't know yeah like it very satisfying do you know what it is do you know the key thing that you guys have done or that you have done to get to this place is you put yourself out there (laughs) Which is something you were always so reluctant to do. and and but you know, you guys started a podcast network like that is putting yourself out there, like that's really putting it on the line. And I just I'm just loving seeing you guys reap the rewards of that very big and scary step, and very unnatural step for you because you're it's just not your natural thing to do that. Like it's a very natural thing for me. I just do it as easily as breathing and I've always been kind of a big advocate of it so but I do love seeing people who it's not a natural thing for them to do do it and then yeah reap the benefits of it it just puts a huge smile on my face so yeah it's been cool
0: yeah no it it has it's been a massive year in terms of like self-development and change and acceptance and stuff what about you what what worked for you this year
1: So yeah, so what did I enjoy and who did I enjoy spending time with? I really enjoyed podcasting. So I I just enjoyed chatting with you and Carly so much. It's been, it's been the hugest, hugest treat. And I think, and when I kind of look at my list of every, you know, all the people who I enjoyed spending time with, what it is outside of my family who, you know, I just love spending time with my family because that's my thing. I, I love my family and that's, what I want to do when I have downtime but you know I look at I wrote a list of who do I enjoy spending time with and it was you and Carly um it was Alex and you when we did our our event it was the Flying Solo crew so when I went to Flying Solo I was in Sydney recently and got to spend a day with them there it was the tropical think tank crew which is Mm. a conference I go to every year and then when we went to ProBlogger as well and I think the thing that all those people have in common it's just all really smart people, and I just love hanging out with smart people who make me a better person. It's it's so fun for me. I get the I guess get and and all these people, all these different people add a different layer to me. Like as mm. in, and they and they all help me grow. They challenge me in different ways. They challenge my thinking. They help me grow, and it's just. Yeah, so that's been my, you know, like you, there's been lots that I've enjoyed from this year, but certainly like, yeah, having time with my family. So moving into our new house, which meant I didn't have so much headspace given over to doing stuff with the house and I got more headspace towards just enjoying the space and enjoying the time with my family in it. But, yeah, enjoying time, just the opportunity to chat regularly with really smart people has been an absolute treat. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's something really to be said, isn't there, in in finding those people who you, you feel energised by and actually yeah. getting to spend time with them, you know, people who challenge you, who maybe challenge your assumptions or your like the status quo that you're operating under and then kind of diving deep into spending time with them and being open to what it is that you hear and learn and see with them.
1: Oh, that's it. I and mean, I just honestly, I mean, I think I've said this to you before on a podcast and really um, embarrassed you, but it's just like it's almost like doing these podcasts have been like therapy. <laughs> I I have learned particularly from you. Like I've just learned I've changed my thinking on so many things this year. And I think I love that. I love that you have challenged how I look at something and never told me to do anything. You just kind of like, well, you know, maybe if you looked at it from this point of view or from this direction and I did and it would be like, and it's been life-changing things like meditation and Feeling the feelings, which is not something I've ever been very comfortable doing. Um, you know, sitting with things, sitting with uncertainty. God, like I started this year like in a, like a pool of uncertainty and I was just this quivering mess and I've just kind of learned over the year to sit with it. And I don't know if it's the fact that I've been able to sit with it better that has led me to where I am right at this point in time where I'm actually quite certain about a lot of things, a lot of things that were freaking me out a bit and and causing me a lot of anxiety. Like life is just really good right at this moment in time. And the other thing is like in the past, I would never say that because Mm. I would be like, don't jinx it, Kelly, or like, you know, or don't be too joyous or happy because (laughs) there's something definitely around the corner that's going to just shit all over that <laughs> you know just stick to your flatline state don't be too happy don't be too sad like everything's gonna be nice in the middle <laughs> um and yeah I've learned to just go to just really embrace the happy moments and really embrace like life's really good right at this moment in time that's fantastic and I can kind of roll around in it now whereas before I would have just stood off to the side looking at it a little bit scared like oh my god life's really good like what does that mean like that means (laughs) that means something really bad's coming like really really soon so have you read (laughs) Judd Apatow's book Sick in the Head I've kind of gotten halfway through it
0: this is it's towards the end of the book I think and it's his conversation with Mark Marin, uh and they end uh, but, like, they're talking about what makes happiness so terrifying. And they're like, Yeah, because yeah, if you know something really hilarious or fun happens and you throw your head back, you know, with laughter and your head goes up and your throat's exposed, then someone comes around and slashes it with a knife. Oh. <laughs>
1: like, that's what you're <laughs> Well, it's a bit like Brené Brown, like how she has pointed – she pointed out on Oprah once that joy is like one of the most terrifying emotions yeah. out there and and that we do things like we don't want to feel too joyous because it's like exposing – yeah, it's exposing mm-hmm. ourselves to something bad happening. And yeah, I've definitely learned this year to really just revel in the really good moments. That's awesome. Yeah. And just, you know, when stuff happens, stuff happens. I mean, we deal, but when life is great, like also, you know, so it's been like when we moved into our new house and I was, yeah, just loving it sick. It's like, so like, and kind of was a bit disturbed by how off the walls happy I was (laughs) because it was just like, it's, it's, we're here. And we never have to move again, hopefully. And everything has its place and it's as beautiful as we hoped it would be. And isn't this magical? And yeah, I just, and so, yeah, in the past I would be like, oh God, don't enjoy it too much. Like you might have a fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's kind of almost like the next question in this series of questions is kind of what's your biggest achievement for the year. And I kind of feel that's my biggest achievement for the year. Mm. It's the stopping, not stopping because you can't stop, but the dialing back how much overthinking I do about everything and, have, and coming to that um, realisation that just because a thought floats into my head, I don't have to engage yep. with it. I can let it float on by and that has been stupidly life-changing for me it's huge have you to think, <laughs> no you don't you have yourself to thank
0: <laughs> but that but exactly. that realization is huge you know to to recognize that not only is it not something you necessarily need to engage with but it's also not necessarily true you know and I think to realize both of those things is is massively mm. uh you know transformational really particularly when you do find yourself overthinking a lot or when you do find yourself kind of bogged down in in those questions or those concerns a lot to to recognize that hey not only can i ignore you but i can also tell you that you're actually a lie is really kind of helpful and
1: yeah that's awesome so your biggest achievement for the year, hey, yeah. can nail that down. I can't,
0: to be honest, <laughs> it's you It's know, too big I could, a year. Yeah, it's, I, I could go for something that's like a really specific, you know, outcome, like getting a book deal, you know, and having a book coming out, you know, in a couple of months. Like that. that's something I've always It's been on my list of things to do. And anytime someone, I was doing like a productivity kind of work shop or anything, you know, future planning. Writing a book was always on there and the fact yeah. that it's actually happened is pretty cool. Like I'm not one of the things that I'm not great at is celebrating the wins yeah. in life. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what's next? And I've really probably tried to do more of that this year. So that's probably something that I'm starting to get better at. Uh so you know, like that's a specific kind of outcome that I'm proud of and it's an achievement and I feel really good about it. But then also just you know having the balls to <laughs> to like, make the leap i guess from been working full time for someone else to us working for ourselves so not only going yeah that's a cool idea what like, how would that be what what would happen if you know actually just doing it and then having the internal resources like the mental fortitude and the you know the the courage i guess we needed sometimes to just work through it step by step because had we allowed ourselves to get bogged down in the the ongoing process of it, I don't know if we would have made the, the leap because, you know, you, you you look at the first step or like the, the goal, quit your job, start working for yourself, fine, and then you start to think about what that actually entails and you're like, well, first I need to do this and then this and then this and then this and before you know it, there's a 1,000 steps between where you are and where you want to be and me of old would have maybe – just freaked out a bit at that because all I was doing was focusing on the, the outcome. But I don't know, to, to have sort of faced down that, that quivering kind of terror mm-hmm. of doing something massive and just done it anyway is really awesome. Like I feel, I feel uh, yeah, I feel like for Ben and I, that's a, a massive achievement. We were talking about it just the other day actually. It's like this time last year, none of this was even a thing.
1: You know? I know. This time <laughs> last year.
0: Like, that's crazy to see how much things have changed. And there's been moments of <laughs> terror. Yeah. terror is probably too, slightly too strong a word, but it's close. But the majority of it has just been, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? And to sort of take the, take, take the sorcery out of it, but in a good way, has been to to kind of just make it a process and I don't know it's it's been incredible to see what what has happened as a result of that so yeah again it's work but that's yeah. sort of where I'm at and I feel we well, really spend good a lot of it. time at work exactly and
1: yeah I think it's important that you love what you're doing oh no, no, no I tell you that I think it's important that you really like what you're doing and it Makes you happy mm. in some way shape or form so it, you know it doesn't have to be your passion or your whatever but you just you have to like it well enough and i think we both like what we do well enough and it just makes us happy so it's yeah good. exactly i'm gonna skip ahead a couple otherwise we might be going for two hours <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna skip ahead to like what didn't work for mm. you because i do think it's interesting to reflect i'm I'm not one for reflecting on what didn't work. I'd rather just move on and forget about it. Like, I, you know, see, so it's my, the way that I approach failure is I just go, whatever, move on, and don't really give it a second thought. Mm. But I think it is quite useful to, yeah, to reflect. So, what, what didn't you enjoy from this year? And can you say? <laughs> yeah, you- <laughs> I can
0: say. I agree, though. I, I do think it's worth asking the question, like, what didn't work? Because there's a lot, a lot to unpack in that and a lot to learn from it too because once you figure out what didn't work and you then you ask yourself why, what about it mm. didn't work, I think there's a lot to be learned in that.
1: But and that's the whole power of what didn't work is exactly, the learning because exactly. you don't really learn a lot from what did work. Like, that's it. That's how life works. You don't really take too much away from what did work but, it's, yeah, if you're willing to take delve into what didn't and interrogate it a bit, you do learn a lot.
0: Mm, no, I agree. I definitely. So I, I, in that in that vein, for me, what didn't work was saying yes to too many things, which mm-hmm. I think was more symbolic of the fact that on occasion, I lost sight of my why,
1: and I and think your, and your personal value as exactly,
0: well. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know. And I think when,
0: on on those occasions, like don't get me wrong, there are times, and I've just kind of come through the other side of one where it wasn't through any, you know, poor planning or, or over committing, but it was more just a matter of timing. Lots of things all happened at the same time. And that left me burnt out, but in a different kind of way. Um, yeah. Like I was physically very tired and physically just tapped out because all of these things all happened at once. But there's been other periods during the year where it's more an emotional exhaustion on top of the physical tiredness because yeah. I, I, I lost sight of the reason I was doing things and saying yes to things blindly and kind of because I felt like I had to or because that's what I should do. And it, I think saying yes to too many of those things has been something that didn't work and that I'm certainly learning from, already have learned from, but will we'll continue to learn from next year, I think. Uh, yeah, and I think, I guess similarly to that is giving too much of my time or energy to to kind of energy vampires as well, you know, not, not necessarily even people but like projects or, or ideas mm, and things yep. that every time you engage with them you're like, oh, this again, you know, and when it, it's of my own doing, like there's no reason for me to be doing that, you know, when it's something that I've kind of created or constructed myself. Um, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to figure out what those things are are and what I can do to not do them anymore. <laughs> but, uh what about yeah. you? What what didn't work for you? Like what didn't you enjoy this year?
1: Uh, I didn't enjoy the financial uncertainty we experienced at the start of mm-hmm. the year because it's the one thing that really I find difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. Most other things, I kind of feel like I, I can, yeah, they don't affect me as as much. But for what, for whatever reason, I think, uh, and I think I've spoken about this before, like growing up where we always had enough, but no more than exactly what we needed, yep. and watching my parents, you know, move money around a lot to kind of pay for basics, it's it's given me a real scarcity mindset with money. So whenever, um, and certainly, our situation at the start of the year wasn't. In anybody's language, scarce, but in my brain it was. And it just, yeah, it created a lot of anxiety and uncertainty, and I didn't like it. And I didn't, you know, and it was just something that I had to, we just had to ride out. And I I kind of, in my gut, I kind of looked towards April and I went, you know what? I just feel like April, May, June, that's where things are going to ease up a bit. And sure enough, my gut was right. But yeah, it just, I just didn't enjoy it. And so everything, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing at the moment is setting us up with more buffers Mm. so that we are protected from that as much as possible just to, just because I know it's the one thing that really makes me unbearably, unbearably anxious and, you know, where I start having to go back on medication where, you know, nothing wrong with medication, but I'd rather not have to use it. Yeah. Just things like that. So, and the other thing I didn't enjoy this is there's a lot of full-on emotional stuff in my life this mm. year, and I can't, you know, it's other people's stories to tell, so I can't go into any detail. But yeah, I I really had had it hit home to me this year that the managing of other people's emotions and the and the dealing with stuff <laughs> um, really really rocks my world and really really tires me out and I found that quite exhausting so that wasn't one of the questions is who didn't didn't you enjoy spending time with and it wasn't so much that there's nobody really in my life that I don't enjoy spending time with maybe because I've been quite ruthless in not having people in my life who I don't enjoy spending time with but there were situations that I would like to avoid in the Mm. future if I can
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think and that that kind of points really nicely into a question that I feel like you could have written actually and this is I (laughs) I want to make make sure we don't skip over it because I really like this question. What did you spend time on that didn't add value to your life? I think that's such a cracker of a question.
1: So I want to ask you first. (laughs) I have one word here and that word is worrying. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Because yes is it's just the one thing like say I don't generally feel guilty because I think guilt although we've spoken about this in podcasts before that guilt can sometimes be what is it a window to your soul or your Mm -hmm. soul telling you you there's something important there Souls call to action that's right so um and I do really like that but I have to admit I don't feel guilt a lot in life maybe because I don't do things that I'm gonna feel guilty about or and I don't feel regret because I tend to not Either do things I feel regret about or I don't look as failures as regretful things. Yep. But god damn, I worry so much <laughs> about so many things. I can confirm uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a pointless thing. And I will will say that yeah, so coming, getting on top of the whole overthinking thing and the whole not engaging with every thought that enters my head thing. The last kind of couple of months, have, I've been so, so much better because, mm. yeah, it's it's definitely something I do. not It does not add any value to my life in any way, shape or form. Like I always thought that worrying was kind of, a way of getting a head start on if something You're bad happens yeah <laughs> yeah I was you know future proofing my emotions or something like oh you know future proofing what um, all it did was I just doubled the amount of time. First of all, the things that I worried about never ever happened yeah. and if th- bad things that did happen were never things that I'd actually worried about so you know rationally speaking, I knew that worrying was pointless but I had had found it hard to turn off but I have gotten so much better and i'm mm. so quite proud of that actually
0: that's awesome well that's another achievement yeah too. <laughs> for me the worrying uh i'm i used to be a massive worrier and i used to spend a lot of time worrying about the past too a lot of time revisiting conversations the oh, yeah, yeah. and mistakes and uh, you know, what ifs and maybe I could have... Time
1: travelling. That's what worrying, worrying is, yeah. isn't it? It's time travelling. Exactly,
0: but without any of the cool stuff. You yeah, just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that is something
0: that over the last couple of years has just gradually become less and less uh, problematic for me. I really don't spend a lot of time in the past anymore, which is yeah beyond brilliant. This year, I think, and this is it's probably because the worrying about the past has become less of an issue that I've become more aware of this but I'm not worrying so much but just living in the future and it's kind of like daydreaming on steroids is what I've been doing (laughs) a bit this year like thinking through plans kind of you know foggy plans that we have for the coming 12 months or 5 years or 10 years or whatever and sort of losing myself in that too much. Because I think that there is value absolutely in daydreaming and thinking about what may be in sort of a general picture kind of way in the future. But I think that because that, that really does help sometimes to motivate and inspire us, you know. Ben and I've got plans that that we keep coming back to and they haven't gone anywhere uh, except for, you know, slowly moving forward. And they do inspire us. They drive us to act. They drive us to take one step every day towards those kinds of kinds of outcomes. But when you spend like literally hours in that kind of imaginary land of what might happen in the future, it, it's not, it's not helpful. And I think it, for me anyway, it kind of drives discontent in what's happening in the moment. Because I live way too much in this future, dreamy, shiny, lovely world, which, even if this outcome happens, is not going to look like that because it never does. When when someone's like, Oh, you're going to write a book in 2016, I'm like, Oh, how nice. I'll get to go for a
1: retreat and yeah I'll I'll go to the cabin in the woods woods for for five weeks exactly exactly (laughs) write
0: my book and it'll be great and I'll just be kind of slightly disheveled but you know this really lovable chaotic artistic person no not true just completely lose my mind writing and it's mostly done at five o'clock in the morning and there's crap all over my my desk and I just it's not it doesn't look the way you think it's going to look and nah. understanding that actually is like, a, I don't know, a secret of adulthood or something. But yep. so it, 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 I compare my now with this dreamy la-la land of sparkles and unicorns. And that just <laughs> drives discontentment. It's, it's useless. It really is. So that is where I have spent a lot of time this year, more than I care to admit. And that's something that, I, that hasn't added a great deal of value. Like, yeah, like I said, daydreaming, great living in the future not not yeah, as
1: great <laughs> that's true yeah so the last two questions i'm just going to flip them around cuz i want to finish on a on a high note so the first question is going is what would you this coming year what would you like to spend less time on which i think is such a good question it is a
0: fantastic question and it's practical
1: you know yeah it's it's
0: like, okay here's these choices don't go with this one because you know that yeah. you don't want to you don't want to put your energy there for me i want i want to spend less time feeling resentful but specifically feeling resentful about things that i have agreed to
1: <laughs>
0: without thinking through You know, like if I, if I take something on for, uh, for someone, because I feel like I had to, or because nothing, like I was fearful that nothing better would come up or whatever. Like I've said yes to something for the wrong reason or uh, to something that isn't in alignment with my why or playing to my strengths. And then I spend the next, however long resenting it. And it's not resenting the person or even the task necessarily, but myself for getting myself into that situation. So I want to do less of that, which which really is about what I'm going to do more of, which is to be more intentional in saying no, uh, you know, and, and more intentional in why I'm saying no, I guess. But, yeah, that that's a big one for me, uh, I guess. And then that's just more taking more ownership, I think, of of my decisions and my actions and my choices. Yeah. yeah. And I also think... I want to do less apologising and second guessing. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a one. Mm. What about you?
1: I like that one about doing less apologising. I'm a, I'm a pretty bad sorry mm-hmm. sorry that you yeah, know. Is it okay <laughs> if? And actually, it's something I've that I've kind of recently caught myself doing and gone. And I've started editing my emails to just be more direct mm. and not be, you know, not be cringingly like oh I know you don't have much time but blah blah, blah. Like, you're using up their time
0: by the qualifying saying, I know you don't
1: have much time like if you want to if you want to save this person time be more direct in your email so I want to spend less time on trying to impress people hmm. because yeah I don't know if I mean I can't remember if I mentioned this at the top of the podcast when I was talking about smart people but um what kind of emerged in a in a episode that I did with Carly recently where we were talking about blogging and we were talking about what we've gotten out of blogging and I mentioned something that made me feel very uncomfortable and some and that was the fact that one of the reasons I like blogging is because I really want people to think I'm smart (laughs) and (laughs) blogging allows me to put my thoughts out into the world and have people say whoa you're really smart and I love that but the way that that often manifests is that that's fine if to a certain degree. But then if I start doing things specifically to impress people specifically so that they think I'm smart, rather than what I do with my blogging in that, you know, my blogging is reader driven, like I'm trying to help the reader, but I'm hopefully doing it in a way that just shows that I've put a lot of thought and effort into writing what I've written. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of comfortable with that. But yeah, doing things or, you know, striking up friendships or mentorships or approaching people simply because I want you're a smart person who I want to think I want you to think I'm smart, like I I need to not do that mm. anymore. <laughs> you know? Mm. And 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 it's an awareness thing. Like if I catch I catch myself doing it and I have to kind of just question my own motivations and if I catch myself in the motivation of, oh really I just think this person's really smart. I really admire them and I want them to feel the same way about me. Then you can't contrive that and you can't force that. Yeah. You just got to let that happen very organically. You can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's you know, besides worrying, I yeah, I would like to spend less time trying to be impressive. And then I'll get on to what I want to spend more time on. Like I want to spend more time on my writing next year. I feel like the last few years, you know, it's it's been fine. I'm very happy with what I've put out into the world. I'm very happy with the work that I've done. But I, particularly with my blogging and my book writing, I want to go to another level now with that. And another level is this, is that for the past six years, I've kind of mined my own life. Mm-hmm and my own experiences and I've very much taken the approach of here's this thing that I did or here's this thing that I learned take that and use it you know, if it's helpful to you great um that, that's fantastic and I feel like I've mined my life dry now right yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah I don't feel like I'm kind of I don't like talking about things that I'm living in the moment yeah. like you know there's things that I'm living right now that I haven't fully processed I don't like writing about that stuff yeah so with my writing in the coming year I want it to still be very considered and very helpful to people but I need to seek out other people's stories and I need Mm -hmm. to do a lot more research to support the things I said so before I didn't really have to support the things that I said because I was saying this is my experience Yeah. yeah this is a n equals one type scenario you know If you can learn something from what I went through, great. If not, no worries. Now I want to go the next step. I want to be able to say to people, look, if this is a problem you're experiencing in your life, I feel like I've got some answers for you, but I'm not just pulling these answers out of my bum like I have put thought and research and consideration into them. So, but that's going to take time. So I need to create time to do that. So that's going kind to of be my my goal for next year is to create more space and time to be able to produce this more considered level of writing that I am aspiring to.
0: That's awesome. I like how specific that is because I think when it's specific, <laughs> no, seriously, because I think when it's specific yeah. then you're more likely to take steps towards actually getting there whereas if it's, uh, you know, maybe more I want to kind write of nebulous. More. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, well, that's great. How do I do that? And I don't have time to do that. And then it's kind of starting out from a scarcity place whereas you're like, these are the steps I need to put in place in order to actually make that happen. So I think that's really, that's cool. I like Thank that you. a lot. You're a smart woman, Kelly. You should write
1: books. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for my gold star. I'm just going to hang that spot on the wall here. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so to finish up, what would you like to spend more time on, Brooklyn? I think I'd like to spend more time
0: building. Um, I, I really like the idea of buffer a lot. I think buffer mm. is incredibly important and I think I need to to create more of it in life. And I'm, I'm not kind of going to compare next year to this year because this year has been very much about building something from the ground up. Yes. And, and I'm talking about work specifically, but yes. for us, work has had an impact on how we spend other, you know, like what our life just looks like at the moment because we've been bootstrapping, you know, and if it wasn't us doing it, then it kind of wasn't going to happen. Next year I want to build, build things up to a point that I can delegate, you know, and start to, to build a support network of people around us. In terms of work, I guess I'm, I'm talking about at the moment, but that then will allow me to simplify,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: simplify what we work on and be more discerning in what we work on uh, and what we give our time to and that's I'm not only talking about that in terms of work but also life you know and get back to being a bit more pointed in the decisions that we're making this year we couldn't because we kind of just had to we said yes and we did things because they needed to be done (laughs) and we built this kind of foundation from that now we can start to slowly narrow in on what that looks like for us yeah so I think it's kind of Creating buffer through a di- whole different range of, of ways in order to build that simplicity, you know, in, in our actions in work and at home and everything else. But more specifically, I want to do more things like talk to people face to face, like have yeah. podcast oh, yeah. conversations face to face, and, you know, do more of what we did in Perth face to face and get to just talk to people. And I don't know, I, I really, me of a year ago wouldn't have said that. Like, I really <laughs> just dig the interaction with people when we get to to talk face to face you know and, and yeah there's something really powerful in it so there's that oh, and then yeah like more personally I guess in in life I want to do more yoga just all, <laughs> all the more yoga and I want to do more playing Ben and I did an experiment last month where we played yeah. every day and <laughs> I really yeah. found it quite challenging so that's something that I want to to do more like tap more into that joyous childlike sort of I don't know um, lens I guess yeah
1: mm, love mm. it yeah love it
0: what a year it's gonna be
1: it is I just yeah I think 2016 I personally have really enjoyed it the hi- heart have been some the highest of highs and the lowest of lows but for the most part I do look back on it with great fondness and I do feel it's I do love going into 2017 with really great clarity and i've Mm. really enjoyed doing this exercise so unless you've got something you want to finish up with i've got something have you got something is it a quote no i don't (laughs) (laughs) this is a sort of quote the thing i love about this kind of thing is that it kind of really allows you to close the book in a really nice way because one of my favorite quotes is and a lot of some people will challenge this so feel free to challenge it but Don't look back. You're not going that way. Thank you for listening to
0: this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag letitbepod or uh, head over to LetItBe.fm, and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And Finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. your ease. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.